0: Ephesians chapter 1 this morning. Uh, Let's start in verse 21. It says, Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And had put all things, watch this, under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his, spoiler alert, next Sunday, his body, the fullness of him that filleth in all. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for each one that's here, Lord. We pray that our hearts be pierced this morning and receive the word, Lord. I pray that if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you, that hasn't slipped away, Lord, that come to you altar today and confess they need you in their life today. And Father, just uh, empty me of self and fill me with thy spirit, Lord, and we'll just praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. We have been looking at everything that is His His grace, His blood, His will, His glory, His inheritance, His calling, His hand. And this morning we looked at a subject that's not preached on very much. A lot of people don't even talk about it. Is His feet. Verse 22 said, He had put all things under his feet this morning do you know that in the new testament alone there are over 70 scriptures about feet and over 30 of those reference are about christ's feet the lord jesus christ now i know what you're thinking to yourself this morning how in the world can i get all excited about feet how, how can I re- praise and shout and raise my hand all about feet? Well, I'm telling you, these feet you ought to be shouting about. These feet you ought to be praising about. His feet are worthy feet. John the Baptist said, he that cometh after me, is, he says uh, he, he, he's not even uh, uh, able to unlatch the shoes of his feet. John the Baptist filled with the Holy Ghost from the mother's womb and said, I am not even worthy to untie his shoes. Why would he say that? A man that is filled with the Holy Ghost preaches repent the kingdom of God is at hand. Why is he so unworthy? Because those feet have been to places that no one others has walked. Those feet have trotted where no other feet has ever trotted. These are worthy feet this morning. His feet are like no other feet. The Bible said this about feet. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Let's just be honest this morning. Your feet have carried you to places that they should not have been. Amen. You know what carries a man away from God? It's your feet. You, your feet carry you into places that you, that you bring shame and regret. But His feet, His feet never... Went anywhere that didn't please the Father. None of us can say that this morning. None of us can look down at our feet and say, Well, feet, you've done me great. I've never been anywhere I should not have been. None of us can do that. But Jesus can say that. Those feet always went to the places where it was good for God's will for Him to be there. Those feet had to look like all the other Jews feet he wore sandals and they were dirty but these feet were special they walked in farthest galaxies those feet had walked up and down the street of gold those feet had fallen angels down before them and cried holy 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 Lord God Almighty And John the Baptist knew that about the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not worthy to untie his shoe this morning. These feet were worship feet. You find all through the Bible, people are falling down at feet to worship him everywhere he went. Every time you read the Bible and read about Mary, you see where he's at. She's at the feet of Jesus. You find her three times in the Bible, and all three times she's at his feet worshiping him. There's something about his feet this morning. If you won't get something from God today, come and get at his feet. And what that signifies is that he is God, and I am not worthy. He is holy, and I'm not holy. He is worthy, and I'm not worthy. You get at his feet this morning. Read Luke chapter 7, uh, uh, just uh, down low. And, and he kissed his feet because he believed he was unworthy. These feet were feet in Psalms 22. It said, talking about Jesus, they pierced thy hand and thy feet. The Bible said in Luke 24, behold, my feet and my hands. In Genesis 3, it said, and I will put enemy between that and the woman and between thy seed and thy seed, I shall bruise the head and thou shall bruise his heel. Who is all that talking about? It's talking about Jesus Christ this morning. His heel was wounded at Calvary. His heel was bruised at Calvary. You say, why was God so worthy of uh, these feet to be bruised? These feet never had done anything wrong. they have never been to a wrong place. These feet always did what the will of God said to do, His Father said to do. Why was these feet wounded? They wounded for my transgressions they were bruised for my iniquities but can i say these are winning feet today verse 22 tells us he said he put all things not not some things i put all things Everything in this universe and everything in this world is under His feet. He's still in control. We think that He's not where the chaos is going on in this world, but God is still in control. All things are put under His feet. These feet come out on top. Everything is under His feet. So, I want to preach on this thought this morning under his feet. Keep your Bibles open this morning. We're going to be looking at a lot of different texts this morning. Just so you to get the idea of these feet that I'm talking about. You may get happy about these feet as we go through uh, because there are some things that we should put under his feet. There's some things that we ought to do like he's done and put them under our feet. First of all, our foes are under his feet this morning. The enemy enemy is after your soul. The enemy is after your family. The enemy is after your life. But the Bible says they're under his feet. Ephesians 6 said, for we wrestle against uh, uh, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers against the rulers of darkness and of this world, against spiritual wickedness wickedness in high places. That is our foe this morning. Looking at verse 21, it says, For principalities and powers and might, dominions, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but the world to come. He hath put all these things under his feet this morning. Those that are against us this morning. He has put all things under his feet. Now, listen to me. Foes may rise against us, but they cannot rise against him. He's got them under his feet, they may be strong but they're not stronger than him this morning. They're not stronger for the one that died for us this morning. They're all under his feet this morning. You may say, I, I don't know about that. Well, we'll just read Genesis chapter 3, where it said when he was uh, uh, seed, uh, seed of the woman, that is Jesus Christ, will bruise the heel, and that he shall bruise the serpent's head. You say, what does that mean to me? Why, why is it so important to me? He's on top of the devil. He says all things under his feet. In the middle years ago, centuries ago when they battled with other kingdoms and, and battled with other kings uh, uh, they would uh, uh, bring out the ones that survived the other king that maybe survived the battle and they would bring them out and put them out in front of everybody there all the people gathered gather round and, and that king would bring them out and they'd make him lay down and he would put his foot on his head and he would say I have defeated you I'm the winner. You are the loser. And that signifies to everybody else that this king has been defeated by the king that had his foot on his head. Amen? Oh. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I ain't going to get to it yet. Jumping ahead in myself. Jumping my head myself. I don't want to do that too. Look, go to Joshua chapter 10. Turn to Joshua chapter 10 right quick for me. I want you to see this. Joshua chapter 10 verse 24. And it came to pass when they brought out the kings unto Joshua. And Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of the war which went out with him. Come near. Put your feet On the necks of these kings, and they came near and put their feet upon the necks of them, and Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and a good courage, courage for thy soul. For thou shalt the Lord do all your enemies against whom ye fight. And afterward, Joshua smote them and slew them and hanged them on five trees. Y'all get in this. Y'all see this picture. And they were hanged upon the trees until the evening time. And it came to pass at evening time the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded that they take them down off the tree and cast them into the cave wherein they had hid and laid great stones in the mouth, cave's mouth, which remaineth until this day. We, we, in the book here we see Joshua Is a picture of Jesus Christ. Moses was a picture of the law. He couldn't take them into the promised land. Joshua took them over and led them into the promised land. This is a picture of the foes. These five kings were against Joshua. They came against God's people. Joshua tells the captain, put your feet on their necks. That signifies that we've won. And Joshua tells him, fear not nor be dismayed, be strong and of good cheer. For thus thou the Lord shall do to all, all of your enemies. This is a picture of our Savior. The Bible said that he took the handwriting of the ordinance and was against us and nailed it to the cross. The Bible said that Jesus, he triumphed over the foes openly. He took those ordinances and the principalities and all our sins and nailed them on the cross and deposit them into a tomb and rolled a stone over them. And when He walked out, He came out victorious. Listen to me, Joshua did not keep going to where the foes were dead. He didn't go going to the cave of the mouth where they put those kings. He didn't go back worried about, well, maybe they're going to get up. uh, Maybe they're going to come out and attack again. The people didn't worry about it. They didn't come by thinking about looking. They wouldn't sit and watch because they knew that when God took care of the problem, God took care of it. Romans 16, 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Mm. I am looking for that day when you can say, Satan, it's over with, it's done with, I am victorious. Amen. I'm looking for that day, waiting for that day. And God is going to bring him out for all of us. In this, the man made the earth to tremble and did make kingdoms shake. Why should we be scared of the devil? Why why do we always run from what the devil is doing? God has already gave us strength over him. God has already told us how how to handle the devil. God's told you what to do when the devil comes to attack. Get behind these Satan. Problem is, a lot of times when the devil comes and attacks us, we kind of like join up with him because we start to like what he's presenting us. He's presenting something that looks real good. To an alcoholic, he'll present him with a nice, cool mug, chilled and frosted, dry, your mouth dry, and you want it so bad. He'll tempt you with that. A lot of times we fall that, but you know what, when it starts tempting you, it starts getting these uh, silver de- uh, sparkling things in front of you to' trying to get you distracted, all you got to do is to get behind me, Satan. Well we don't do that. We're so worried about what's going on with the, the Hamas fighting, we're worried about that. We're worried about what Russia's doing in Ukraine, and I know everybody's worrying about what Biden's doing. You know, ain't you ought to start to. But we shouldn't worry about things that we can have no control over. And worry about it. I can't tell you how things are going to turn out. I cannot tell you how everything in this world is going to turn out. But I can tell you this, and I can give you this uh, uh, encouragement today. I, I don't care what Russia's doing. I don't care what Hamas is doing. I don't care what Biden is doing. All I do know that it is all under His feet. They cannot be victorious over Him. They cannot rise up against Him. They cannot defeat Him because it's under His feet this morning. Amen. Turn to Matthew chapter fourteen. Our foes are under his feet, but not only that, our fears are under his feet. Matthew fourteen. Verse 25. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them walking in the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Behold, be not afraid. And Peter had answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou bid me to come unto thee on the water. Brave Peter. Brave Peter. And Jesus said, Come. And when Peter was come out of the ship, we he walked on the all walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now let me just give this in plain. None of the rest of them asked in the boat asked, you know, Jesus, if they'll be me to come to be. Peter said, you know, if it's thou bids me to come leave, Peter got out and walked on water. The rest of them sat in the boat and did nothing. You know, we got a lot of Christians doing that today. We got a lot of Christians just sitting in the boat doing nothing when some will step out on the water and doing what God has called them to do. Amen. I just thought I'd throw that ass free. But when he saw the wind and boisterous, he was afraid and he began to sink and he cried out, uh, crying, Lord, save me. And immediately. Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come unto the ship, the wind ceased. Can I say this morning, there's always going to be some storms of fear that will make you afraid today. We're walking this Christian walk. We're doing what we're supposed to be and there's going to be some storms that will come along and make you afraid. We find Peter is walking on the water, and about that time he, was, he, he gets afraid and starts sinking. The waves are over his head. There will be times in our life the waves will purely be over our heads. When you start thinking about the Lord, Lord, I'm not going to make it through this one. This storm has got me. I don't know how I'm going to survive this storm, Lord. I won't be able to worship again. I'll never be able to shout again. I won't be able to sing again. I won't never be able to preach again. I just don't think I'm going to make it, Lord. I don't think I'm going to get out of this storm. I'm glad to report to you this morning when the storm r- waves are over your head, they're still under His feet. The waves may have gotten so high for Peter they didn't got over Jesus' head. It was never over Jesus' head. I'm glad there is a pair of nail-pierced feet that, that can walk on the stormy waters this morning in our lives, uh, in our heartaches. Uh, when it's over our head, we can't see. Well, I'm glad there's some feet that, that still has it under His feet. You may get worried about your storm this morning, but he ain't worried about it. Sing on. You may be worried about your storm this morning, but he ain't worried about it. Preach on. I'm telling you, when it gets way over your head, it's not over his head. I don't know if you've ever been out in the sea during a storm storm. I was on a cargo ship going out to San uh, Diego Garcia, ran into a storm. I wasn't used to Navy because I'm Army. They said, watch this, and I watched them waves come up. I mean, just swell up and it was like that, and, and it just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going. I said, oh, my Lord, the waves were over the boat <laughs> the ship. They call, I don't call them, they, they jumped on me for calling a boat. This is a ship, a boat's with you fish out of. I can fish out of this, you get close enough. But their waves right, they were waving got up to 120 feet tall. And I said, Well Lord, I I'm gonna die. Two things I was feared of, being drowned and being crashed in a plane, and I guess this is the gonna get me. But they rode that storm right up and right back down. I flew back from Diego Garcia. I didn't write that. <laughs> Another story on that. Uh, when you see the waves over your head, and you can't do nothing about it. You, you just know it's going to come crashing down on top of you, and this is, this is it. That's over with. They're still under his feet. Now, I've been through some fiery trials. I've been through some storms, but I'm glad I serve a God that is able to stand above the water and walk in the fire and pick me up and carry me out. That when I can't make it, when I just throw with it, I'm down on my knees. uh, There's the hand of God. There's the feet of God that picks me up and walks me out. I'm glad I serve a God whose feet is able to walk on the water and walk on the fire today. None of the storms bother him. He can walk in your fiery trial and pick you up and carry you out on the other side this morning. Can I tell you this? The foes are under his feet. Our fears are under his feet. Malachi 7:19. He will turn again and will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our enemies and thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Our failures are under his feet this morning. That word subdue there means uh, he's put them under his feet. He's cast our sins out into the depths of the sea. Your failures ain't a mess up for God. They're under His feet. A lot of times we think that when we fail God, that God is done with us, God is through with us. No, God is the God of a second chance. And He puts those failures under His feet. Can I remind y'all this? Can I just throw this out here? Because I'm guilty of it just as bad as probably everybody else. When we do fail God, and we do fail God. Now, if you have it, you need to come to the altar and pray about that liar you got. <laughs> you do fail God. Why is it that when we fail God, we know we fail God, we come to God and say, Lord, uh, forgive me, I have failed you. But when you get up, you take that failure right back with you. And you just start grieving over that failure again and again. And then you come back to the altar and you try to, Lord, I I, I failed you. Listen to God. He says, I know you did. I saw you. I took it from you. But you reached back out and took it from me. When you give it to him, give it to him. And he'll put your failures under your feet. Amen. I I, I got a lot of them there. And I'm not going to go back and dig them up. Because I, I want him to keep him under his feet this morning. So we see the, uh, uh, the foes are under his feet. We see our failures are under his feet. We see our, our fears are under his feet. Turn to 1 John with me. you be done If you get nothing this morning, you need to get this point right here. You need to get this point right here. Your, you, your feet ought to be walking like His feet this morning. It's just not the foes. It's not our fears and a fear, but His feet ought to be guiding your feet this morning. Get a hold of this. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. And hereby we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Can we read that again? I I have so many people say, well, I hope I'm saved. I don't know. I'm wondering. I'm doubting. We don't have a hope so salvation. We've got to know so salvation. How do you know that? Because you keep His commandments. You're doing what He's telling you to do. He said, I know him, and keep not his commandment is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But so whosoever keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfect. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that setteth he abided in him, him also walk even as he walked. He that said that he abideth in him ought to walk himself also as to walk as his walk. Your feet ought to be under his feet this morning. You say, what does that mean? It means that when his feet move, your feet should move. There are so many Christians today that walk contrary to the life of God. And yet they claim to know God. And claim to be saved. That's not Bible. And I I know people can get messed up. I've been messed up myself. But I'm talking about there is never any desire. There's never any fruits. That's a false profession. Call it what you want to call it. There are so many Christians today that say they are saved and on their way to heaven. But my problem with them, they're living like hell down here. Drink, drugs, running around. That's what the lost people do. That's what scares me. It's going on in the churches today. There may be someone sitting here in the church today. Last night they might have been at a bar, or last night they might have had a drink, or last night they might have had a tote. And the people around them know them, see them, and they're acting this way, but yet they say they are a Christian. I have a problem with that. See, I think it is a lot of pastors don't want to call out people when they're doing sin they shouldn't be doing. Let me give you this fire warning here. Everybody knows if I come to your house, I'm going to the refrigerator. <laughs> I'm going to check and see what you're drinking. <laughs> but if I know you're doing something that's contrary to the Word of God, that's leading down a path that you should not go, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to come up to you, and say, hey brother, sister, you're going down the wrong path. Your your feet is walking contrary to Jesus' feet. If Jesus is walking this way, you're just saying, I'm going to walk this way because I'm born again. I got saved. I made a confession when I was 12. I'm good to go. I'm good. No, you're not. You need to follow His feet. When He turns left, you turn left. A lot of times when He turns left, we turn right. Oh, this looks good over here. You need to follow His feet. Your feet need to be under His feet this morning. Don't be like so many Christians and say, I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm going to heaven, and yet their life does no fruits whatsoever as a Christian this morning. There ought to be a difference in your life than the world's life. There ought to be a difference in your talk. There ought to be a difference in your walk. There ought to be a difference in our dress. There ought to be a difference in the music that we listen to. There ought to be a difference in our friends. They ought to see our feet heading in a different direction than what this world is heading into. And I'm talking about people saying they've been saved. Your feet are to coincide with each other of God's feet. When he walks, you walk. When he turns right, you turn right. Have you ever asked God to direct the path this morning? Have you ever asked God to put me on the same path you are walking this morning? Have you ever been in a real dark place? real dark place. You can't see anything. It gets dark. We done it Sunday night. How It was showed them an illustration of how it dark get lead. The only way you can make it through the darkness, the only way that you can go through is you watching Jesus' feet. Keep your eyes on His feet. keep close to His feet. and if you're close enough to His feet, you know what He's doing. You know where he's directing. He you knows where you carried him. Now, can I tell you, these shoes were hated shoes this morning. And if you're following in his footprints, you're going to be hated too. They're not going to like you. The world's not going to like you, the world ain't going to care for you. But also, these shoes are a blessing, shoes. God gives blessings to his people. He puts you in the pathway. His walk is a holy walk. If you walk the same steps he walks, everybody's not going to like you. I want to make sure I want to make sure I, I I know my foes are under his feet, and I know my fears are under his feet, and I know my failures under feet. But I want to make sure my feet are under his feet. I don't want to wander out somewhere. I don't want to be directed somewhere else. I want to walk with him this morning. I want to be like John the Beloved so close that i could hear the heartbeat of jesus but i can't do it walking contrary to him i i I can't do it just lagging by you know there's a great message with peter uh, stayed back and followed jesus from a distance you know and you get too much distance between you and jesus you can get lost and peter got lost (laughs) i want to be so close that my feet are staying under his feet this morning. I, I don't know about you and I don't know your lifestyle